Broadcasting. It's time for the Sports Blast. Good. Good. More for me and you. Ashish Sharma. Ryan, are you out of your mind? I'm you not out of my mind. Are you no. out of your mind? Ryan Roach. Don't put words me, in my me, mouth. Me Shut up. Dave Pollard. He's got a personality problem. And Mark Lazelle. Ashish can finally read. Go ahead. <laughs> oh. Are you ready for three action-packed hours of sports talk? No. 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 We're all in this together. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny f***ing K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney tonight, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of ass this side of the nuthouse. The Sports Blast, only on ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Sports Blast here on ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. I'm Ashish Sharma with Brian Roach, David Pollard, and Mark Lazelle. Festive open there, I gotta oh, say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a little uh, jing jing jingling to do. Go hard or go home? We all we all sounded uh, quite happy in that open, I should mention, though. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you go through the, the show to try and find some sound. Most of it's just angry. So well, that's what to expect on the show. Yeah, we we get uh, upset with each other, and it's the holidays. So We're angry people, <laughs> double time. Mo- most families do get upset with each other. Yeah, yeah, that happens around the holidays. But hey, it, it's uh, it's festive today for sure. It's a holiday special by the Sports Blast. Yep. It's our last show of 2016 too. So we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a lot to go over in this show. Yeah, because we take ridiculously long breaks around this time of the year. Like I think last year we took off uh, the week leading into Christmas Eve, and then the week after that leading into the New Year. Oh yeah, yeah. you take year. off three weeks I, alone. I, yeah, hey, you know what? Once we get to December, I just take off like the entire month. So no, you should be right. happy that you have me here when you have me here. Like, okay. Come on, yeah, your like, presence thrilled. is wild. We're, we're, we're halfway through December, and I'm here. Okay? Thrilled and honored. Wait, we're happy to have a she share. Yeah, exactly. Really. Oh. You, you were graced with my presence. I thought you. Uh, I was actually me here. I was actually <laughs> in, in in the seat that you were are, are in right were now. Were you sitting here last week? Uh, yeah, last week. He yes. kept it warm for you. Yeah, no, I, I kept it hot. St- I can still feel You're on the, the hot heat. seat, Ashish. It's you, toasty. You seem to exude nice a lot of heat from your ass, Mark, because this yeah. seat is still warm. There's Thank a lot you. of ass talking right now. <laughs> I mean, we we do blow a lot of smoke out our asses on this show, that's for sure. Oh, I like that. Yes, we do. Maybe yes, you guys, do. but that's okay. Well, okay, Mr. I don't want Chris Sale because I don't want to give up you on Mankata. Oh! That was before I saw Mankata in person, and he struck out every single game of his career. Happy holidays. I was going to say, Christmas did come early this week. Uh, just I, uh, you know, we did. We got an early uh, Christmas gift. Well, actually, from the, you know from what, the Red Dave, Sox. I've got a bone to pick with you as well because I think you were Why? siding more with Brian on the Chris Sale thing, where you didn't want to give up Yon Mankata. I went back. You know, we're always saying we're going to pull the tape. We're going to pull the tape. I pulled the tape, and both of you guys did not want to give up. Yon Play Mankata. the audio, Brian. We don't actually. We have don't have it. Yeah. Oh, we did. We. Well, then you me under the bus. Both of you, both of you are like, well, I don't know if I want to give up Yon Mankata. Well, since you can't possibly corroborate your story (laughs) right there's no proof no look i didn't want to give up moncada but that was before the end of the season i i I would think and not to mention the asking price at the trade deadline for chris sale was moncada uh along with three other top prospects and a 
uh, a major league baseball player. It was actually as in, like as in Mookie Betts or Xander Bogarts. It was a King's Ransom, right? Right. So the so the asking price came down. It dropped probably because the White Sox realized they were asking for too much. No team was going to give up that much in order to get even an arm like Chris Sale. The asking price came down, and I'm perfectly okay with what the Red Sox gave up at this point. Having seen Yohan Moncada and his struggles in his first season, and he could still become a superstar. Right, but the thing is with Moncada and Kopech, they're both a little... Hothead. There's question marks. There's uh, and Chris Hill's not, Brian? Uh, you, no. Do you remember the little jersey yes, incident? But that's a good there, hothead, but, and but he's there's, proven himself. There are fewer question marks with his performance on the Kobeck's field. Kobeck's been suspended for PED use. Um, he got in a fight with his roommate. and Broke his hand. It, and, and, yeah. Right. It feels and like he dump- can throw 105, but I don't think he'll be a starter. It I feels think like dumping him, anyway. dump, dumping him is uh, is not a bad move it's by the Sox. a blessing in disguise. It, it could end up being the right, uh, the right move. Who knows? Kopech could be a great arm in the big leagues. But we know for a fact that Chris Sale is maybe the best pitcher in the league. If not, he's American a top league. five. American he's a top league. five in, American in league, yeah. uh, even you don't even think he's a top five oh, in the he's league. Top five in baseball. Yeah, yeah, he's top five, top five in, five in baseball. baseball. Definitely yeah. the best pitcher in the American Oh, you got a surefire ace in this deal. And what did we say the Red Sox needed An going ace. into the offseason? Yeah. We talked about how you don't need to replace the bat of David Ortiz. His team has enough offense as it is. Right. And uh, and what did they need to add? They needed to bolster the front end of that rotation. As I, as we, me and Dave both said. Absolutely, absolutely. So we, you guys we should knew just go and be GMs of the Red Sox. <laughs> we, uh, we you should. guys know everything. Uh, no, you but, know, um, I, we can't prove that they weren't taking our advice anyway. You no. know, I, I hear that uh, John Henry and Dave Dombrowski are big fans of this show. What, what I <laughs> what I like about the Red Sox mindset is they have a demeanor, you know, to go balls to the wall. And you, and you look at Dave Dombrowski; he's not scared to really fire for the big guy and uh he's had a pass of it sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't for this one it sure does work out because chris sale and i I don't care you know what he is down the road right now right now he is a guy that they needed and they pulled the trigger and they went out and got it and they gave up one of their top prospects for it so the one caveat i have with chris sale is that he's never pitched in the postseason Okay, so yeah, you're uh, you, here. We here's, go. You don't know. Okay, yeah. this is this is a funny stat that I thought of because he's never pitched in the postseason. So your front end, your top, your top three starters, Price Porcello and uh, Chris Sale, two wins, uh, uh, two wins in the postseason, two wins, two wins, and they and they are the relief appearances in which David Price doesn't Porcello victories? have at least. I thought he had one win. In the postseason, as no, a, no, no, we were talking last year no, about yeah. how all the starting pitchers uh, uh, in the in the playoffs for the Red Sox had a combined zero victories well, in the so, postseason. At least so David, the starting- Price, David Price is in Hawaii, so he don't he don't has to yeah. he doesn't have to. Uh, lose well, he'll be back in the mainland soon, and he's not <laughs> going to be he's not going to be the ace. You know, no, but that's something <laughs> that I kind of was wondering though: is David Price going to be better this year? Not just because it's his second year in the Boston, pressure's off. but because the pressure's off him. He no, he's no still longer, gonna, he's still, look. He's still the highest paid guy on the team. What does that have to do with his postseason? It does. It doesn't. I don't think it doesn't have to do with his postseason performance. I'm just talking about in terms of how are the Red Sox supposed to win a series if none of their starters can win in the postseason? Well, and look, that's why Ashish. We're looking a little ahead, though. To your to your point, though, Ashish, David Price didn't have a bad regular season. You have two Cy Young winners. He had a bad regular season for a guy that was making thirty one million dollars. But he he. 
okay, look. He even made up he, for it. He even went if 17 he does and 9. The, even if he does the same thing, he had a pretty good regular season. He went especially, 17 and 9. Especially down the stretch last year. We talked about how he was uh how his numbers were uh, improving month by month just, as sure. we got closer and, and to the postseason. And, and speaking to and your why 17, am I, uh, why am I th- thinking ahead too far to the postseason when you have two Cy Young winners and a guy right. who's a perennial Cy Young I am, candidate. I am not concerned with David Price's regular season numbers. He's going to go out there and probably win you another 17, 18 games sure, this regular but I, season. I, I think you guys are just overvaluing the wins because he got a lot of cheap wins where he was... Uh, oh, I don't care anymore out. because he's not your ace. No. Now I don't care. Yeah, he's guys, your number two or three in this rotation. The conflict is they have great regular season, season starting pitching. Right. Playoffs, you, you just don't know. And Big that, question mark. But, but that's a risk. At, look at the way they bolstered the bullpen over the last couple of years. Right. Carson Smith coming back in July is going to be huge. Thornburg and now. Thornburg is straight up if nasty. If he can stay healthy, he's got injury issues himself. Well, and we'll, and yeah, we'll see. I always hesitate to say that Milwaukee someone's nasty Brewers. coming from the <laughs> National League uh, to pitch in the American League. Yes, but You never the, know. Yeah, but it also he also has movement on his fastball which is different than what the hey, Red I, Sox I like have, the pickup I like the pickup absolutely they've bolstered the DuPont bullpen. I was, Carson I was Smith disappointed to see DuPont go Carson deal, Smith but. will be back so you'll have Carson Smith Thornburg and Kimbrell at the end of uh at the end of games uh going forward this and year you have provided they all stay healthy at third base who's starting the season huh? well he's lost some weight yeah. he's uh he looks, he's he more of a right. thin I, type panda I now. don't know I want to wait until spring training until I say anything because you know, like just because he lost weight doesn't mean anything. Well, it's like the Jared Sollinger treatment. Like, yeah, everybody's like, oh, he lost weight. He'll, yeah. he'll be more nimble. Like, right. why are they, I mean, he, lo- I, he, lo- he looks skinny compared to the uh, uh, skinnier or less fat than the people uh, with the people around him. He's sure, a panda I mean, express, aren't you guys so. just a little bit upset though that Dave Dombrowski and the Red Sox organization is committing to Pablo Sandoval yeah, by trading away bit. Travis Shaw? It's kind bit. of like here, here you go. Here's your job back. We traded away Travis Shaw. Yohan Mankata got us Chris Sale. So now essentially you have no competition at third well, base. We'll see how it shakes out in right. spring training. Yeah, though. you know, Brock Holt's still there. They have. Devers down in the minor leagues. They also have Marco Hernandez. And Ashish, I think the reason why they wanted to keep Pablo Sandoval within their organization is because he's good during the playoffs. You need that kind of veteran presence, you know, anywhere. Now that Dave Ortiz is gone, they need somebody to step up. Hanley. And yeah, it's got to be your team now. Yeah, but Pablo has has the the record. You know, he does have a, a lot of background in the playoffs. You know what? He was also talking about how his career fell into an imbe- uh, abyss because he got complacent. Mm-hmm. Right. And what did we say when he first got here? Is what does this guy have to play for? Right. He has his money. He has his rings. He has three World Series. Well, rings. he even said he himself. He is complacent. He admitted it. And yeah. you know what? Nah. I, you know what? I I, I commend him for for, yeah. for admitting it. But at the end of the day, he's right. He's complacent. He has everything. What does he have to play for? Well, now. He has to play for the contract after this one, so or his rep. I, I think this is his, uh, probably yeah, his final go round. Like I yeah. think he understands this is his final contract. I don't think it is. Well, it was in his mind at least a year ago. That's why he didn't play. He knew he got a five-year deal worth eighty million dollars. He said, "All right, well, I'm done. I, this is it for me. I got my money. I got my rings. See you later. I'm gonna have a couple cheeseburgers. I'm gonna go text Diva Legacy during games, and uh, and that's all good. That's all." The fine thing about Snapchat. The thing about Pablo <laughs> is he uh, faced adversity going up against Travis Shaw last year. And what did he do? He fell flat on his face. So now there's no competition really at third base to say, hey, Pablo, you really got to step up your game because somebody else is on knocking on the doorstep. There's nobody there. Nobody's knocking. 
So could be Devers. Uh, I I wouldn't shy away from the thought that they kept Devers uh, because they think he could be the third baseman of the future for this team as opposed right. to Moncada. Or and, he and they could be have the guys second who baseman. can who can relieve him, uh, Pablo at third. They have Brock Holt. They have Marco Hernandez. So he still has some competition, just not as stiff competition as Travis Shaw. Hanley Ramirez in emergency situation. True. I, I although I I feel we said emergency situation. Hold on, because I just feel we've strayed off topic a little bit because we want to we want to get to the news of the week here, which is the Chris Sa uh, the sale deal that yeah. they just made and I want to ask you guys if you think that sacrificing the farm here in the Dave Dombrowski era because he's gotten rid of uh, six of their top what eight prospects yeah, since he like since that, yeah. he's come here so what do you guys think of that? Uh, are that, you guys okay with him sacrificing so the future a little bit to win right now? Because the Red can, Sox are currently on the clock. They can rebuild the farm over the next couple seasons as long if, if they win. They have they, a window. If they win a championship over the next three or four seasons. Right. And can rebuild, they can re, they have time to rebuild the farm system. They still have their top pitcher. They have Groom still down there. Well, uh, and, and and that's that's another thing I wanted to hit on because it, it feels like every season we've got an idea of who the tr the top prospects overrated. are, and then and then the next year it's a totally different guy. Right, yeah. Henry Owens, Brian Johnson, uh, Lars Anderson Brian always Johnson come to is still mind down there, so he's okay. But, but now we're talking about this guy Groom. Like now that we got well, rid of Kopech, it's okay because we got this guy. He's the top pitching prospect. Well, well how well, did that Groom, happen? Groom was a uh, Groom was always the top. Pitching prospect. Well, I hadn't heard his name until we traded Kopech. He was the number one overall pick last yeah, year. I, I know he was a he was a first round pick yeah. for them, but like, Dave, yeah. To, I, to, so, to answer ahead. your question, I love it because you, you use a sense of urgency. The Red Sox is, oh, have always been about bringing in names and bringing in guys that have a presence within the you know the the sport of baseball. And Chris Sale is a bona fide ace. They needed mm -hmm. that guy, and that's the only way you're going to win a World Series and compete with the Cubs is if you go out and you fix your rotation. And Dave Dabrowski always finds a, a solution to the problem, and it's really great. Except like, for that Detroit bullpen, but we'll we'll well, well, we'll, we'll, well, well keep it. Bear in mind, he he does have a history of trading away uh, top. Prospects yeah, in order Annabelle to get Sanchez. top talent in the league, yeah. and yet Dave Dombrowski teams have not had success in terms of winning World Series. They, they've they did make it to three straight ALCSs. Detroit did when that he was there. Uh, that ain't good enough, right? Uh, right here, right now, the Red Sox over the course of the next three years, for as long as you have Chris Sale. You've got to win a World Series well, or this trade won't I, be worth it. I think he learned from it by going and supplanting the bullpen by getting all these arms, Carson Smith. And and Thornburg now, Craig Kimbrell, for right. instance. I, and I do think that their bullpen is improved. The offense well, no doubt. obviously uh, suffers a little bit without the bat of David Ortiz. Yes. I don't think it matters I mean, that much. Moreland, uh, Mitch Moreland. Don't I mean, talk he's, about like, Mitch no, Moreland. I'm not saying he's going to be a guy that's going to – but moving Hanley to DH, I think that kind of helps the transition from well, David Ortiz – I uh, think to the next DH, and then you put in a guy at first base I, who can give you a little I bit wouldn't, of pop. The I, offense just isn't a concern for me. flip-flop. Hanley and Mitch Moreland. I know Mitch Moreland is great at first base, but Hanley needs to stay focused. Right. Which is, which well, is, Mitch which is a gold absurd. Glover, though. I mean, would you sacrifice? I the think gold Hanley glove was robbed of a gold glove. It, yeah, but he didn't. He had one ever last. Hanley year. was fine at first base. It last can be year. a fifty-fifty split. Yeah, like it doesn't it, have it to be rotate. designated positions. Right. But I think since Sanders a year older, Mookie Betts is a year older, and Andrew Benintendi's gets a full season. I think all of that plus Mitch Moreland. Plus the DH like fluctuation position, meaning Dustin Pedroia can go to DH right. instead In of fact, just having a night off. In fact, they might do that off. to maintain him. But and guys, Dombrowski is an intelligent guy, 
And I'm going to go back to this because David, I mean, David Ortiz, you know, he retired. So it's addition by subtraction. So what they had to do is... Are we sure he's retired? I mean, he seems interested in Chris. He's, no, not, he's, coming he's back. not coming back. <laughs> unless he wants just to... just messing with people. There's like six. There's like a 60-day, like, um, isn't it a 60-day retirement, um, you know, spree where he has to sit out for a certain amount of days anyway? Oh, I don't think if he, if he ever came back, he would come back for like two months at the end of the year. He'd come back for like August, September in the playoffs. He'd sit right. back, see how they're doing, and be like, okay, I'm coming back here. I want to try to get my fourth <laughs> Brett ring. Favre. I really believe that. I really believe that. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised but, at all. Uh, guys, Roger he's not. Clemens he, treatment. He's not coming back. No, he's, he's not. He's not coming back. But my whole point is, I think Dabrowski really fits pieces to the puzzle. I, I always use this term because I think it's ideal for GMs. Because when you look at it, you look at your team as a whole, and you say, what's our weakness? And he always attacks the weakness. And that's what, you, that's what you got to love about the Red Sox is they go out and get the guy. And I just want to say before we head to break, because we're going to talk a, a little bit more about this uh, on the other side, maybe the Red Sox' biggest weakness this year could just be the character in that clubhouse. Could All be. Right? They got a couple nutcases on this team now. We'll talk about that. Oh, I love nutcases. 603-883-9900. Text line is 845-827-1250. It's the Sports Blast on ESPN New Hampshire. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Celebrating 10 years as Manchester's sports station. If a disaster ever struck your home or business, would you know who to call? Make Peniel Environmental your first choice in disaster restoration. Peniel provides comprehensive fire, water, mold, and asbestos remediation services and are family-owned and operated. They clean up and restore every square inch of damage so that it's better than new once they are finished. Plus, Peniel works with all insurance companies and provides the industry's best warranty. For a free consultation, please call 885-317-8236 or visit PenielENV.com. Happy holidays from Ernie's Excavation, your local sewer and water repair expert. They're reminding sports fans to show support of our U.S. military. Visit USO.org to see how you can send a military care package this holiday season. This tip is from Ernie's Excavation, our area's premier excavating city sewer and water repair expert, backed by over 40 years of experience. Call today at 603-231-8744. That's 603-231-8744. And visit their website at erniesexcavation.com. That's Ernie's Excavation. They're professionals who care. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata, and I will never forget meeting Alyssa, who suffered from hyperacusis. Alyssa virtually lived in her dark bedroom, and when I spoke with her, I had to do so in a gentle whisper. What is hyperacusis? Well, imagine being in a movie where the soundtrack is turned way, way up. After five minutes, you just have to leave holding your ears. Things like turning newspaper pages, running water, your child placing dishes on the table, all are intolerable to someone like Alyssa. Hyperacusis is a strange condition, but even people who suffer from serious migraines experience it. Now, you may not know someone like Alyssa, but her story underscores that all of us are being constantly bombarded with noise. So friend, take the earplugs out and turn down the volume. And when you have a chance, visit disabilitycampaign.org to learn more about hyperacusis and other disabilities. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata, and when you hear the word colorblind, what do you picture? Most people assume that all individuals with colorblindness can only see in shades of gray, but that's a common misconception. The truth is, there are different types of colorblindness, each resulting in an inability to see certain colors in the usual way. So, a cherry red looks like an odd shade of blue, and traffic lights appear to be different shades of yellow-green. 
Yikes, that makes things like driving, especially driving or cooking, or picking clothes for a job interview, a real challenge. The good thing is, for most people, living with colorblindness is just a matter of making adaptations, such as special tags for clothing and unique prescription lenses. From disabilitycampaign.org, if you think you or your child may have a color vision deficiency, please contact your eye care practitioner to schedule a test. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The Celtics fell to the Toronto Raptors last night, 101-94. Kyle Lowry had a game-high 34 points. DeMar DeRozan at 24. Avery Bradley led the seas in the loss with 19. It was the second game in a row without Isaiah Thomas. He's been out with a groin injury. No word yet as to whether or not he will play tomorrow against OKC. Speaking of the Thunder, the Green will have a tough time trying to contain Russell Westbrook, who just became the first player to have seven straight triple doubles since Michael Jordan did it in 1989. The Bruins will look to bounce back after dropping two straight to Washington and Colorado. The Bees will meet Toronto tonight at TD Garden. It's the second meeting of the year between the two teams. The Maple Leafs got the better of the Bruins 4-1 back in October. Puck drops at 7 o'clock. The Patriots had five players listed as, uh, uh, sorry, limited at practice yesterday, including tight end Martellus Bennett. It'll be Monday night football at Gillette Stadium. They'll be taking on Joe Flacco and the Baltimore Ravens. Kickoff is at 8:30. This Sports Center update is brought to you by Harvey Construction, New Hampshire's go-to construction management company. Visit HarveyConstruction.com. I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast Holiday Special continues live from the ESPN New Hampshire studio in Nashua right now. Back here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire at ESPNNHradio.com as we continue to react to the winter meetings down in uh, National Harbor, uh, Maryland. Chris Sale, the big move of the winter meetings, at least for the Red Sox, probably in all of baseball, I'd say. That was probably the most... Oh, that was the blockbuster the deal of the, deal, yeah. of the century. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so was David Price a year ago, and, and look how that turned Maybe, out. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm over-exaggerating. A little right? bit. A little it bit. was the blockbuster deal of 2016. It's one heck of a deal. Definitely. A at least in baseball. So do they now have the, <laughs> the Sox. So do the Red Sox now have the best rotation in the American no. League? No. In the American uh, League? Yes. In the American League, I yes. think they do. You've got Chris Sale. You've got last year's Cy Young Award winner in Rick Porcello. And David Price, who I think will bounce back. Regular season-wise, Yes. Uh, playoffs. Okay, here's what I'll playoffs? say about the playoffs. We don't Listen, know. we Cleveland. don't need to talk about the playoffs until we get to next well, yeah, we'll yeah, make it. We'll yeah, make we do. It. See, the, make the it. reason we need to talk about it is because by making this move for Chris Sale, They're going all in. it's World Series or bust oh, for this for, team. Not not for this year, but over the next three no, years. No, for this, for this year and going forward. Yeah, I just think if year, they win starts, one in the next Brian, three years. It starts right now. Well, they're, on, they're on the clock. Right. All right, let's put it that way. If they don't win a World Series in the next three years, this trade 
is a failure. Did John Farrell's ass is on the hot seat. Chris Sale's stats uh, against the American League East. He's 4-1 uh, yeah. in 10 starts against the Yankees yeah, with a 1.17 so ERA. So you're supporting Dave's argument that it's World Series or bust this year. Though. Well, he's 14-8 against the AL East in his career, which is a little skewered considering he was 6-0 and this past year. So prior to this season, he was 8-8. Eight eight. Yeah. But he, he was 4-4 six... against Tampa with like a 3.76 ERA. Uh, well, it's he easy can, to win against pitch, Tampa. He can pitch against no, the AL East. No, he struggled against Tampa. That's what I was just saying. No, Bob. I'm saying the AL East, it's easy to say that this guy can be successful because of the small sample size. Let's see what he's really made of this year. I, I got to say, I can start. I mean, Do you I think like, that's a small sample size? It's, I, it's I more than 10. He's 14 and no, eight. He's I'm 14 and 8 against, against teams the Yankees. That aren't the Red Sox. He has 10 starts against Baltimore. He has 10 starts against Oh, he has the that Rays. many? Yeah, 10. For well, he's in the American League. I, I get it. <laughs> so, so, look, the 6 and 0 record last year against the AL East, and the, these teams are no. Really? Uh, it was New York, Tampa. You don't have to worry about their lineups last year. But he also pitched against Toronto and Baltimore. Those are two teams. He pitches with two well good against lineups. Toronto. He was six and zero last year against the AL East opponents that were not the Red Sox. So you've got that to look forward to. He should be able to pitch against the AL East opponents. Yeah. Uh, I think the Red Sox uh, were the best team in the AL East this year. So next year. They should be far and away the best team in the AL East. I'm not worried about Toronto. I'm not worried about Baltimore. And I'm certainly not worried about the Yankees or Tampa, even though the Yankees are trying to make an effort to sort of rebuild. I'm not worried about them this year. That deal for Chapman. Five years, $86 million. It's a lot. It's a lot for a closer. Yeah, it well, is. Well, it is what it is. You need a closer but with in this Tor league. But with Toronto, Encarnacion and Batista could be out anyway, so they're out of the picture in my eyes. I think Unless it comes they resign both. Right. I mean, if they do leave, then yeah, Toronto's much less of a threat. Well, they yeah. si signed Steve Pierce to make up for it. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yay, Toronto. <laughs> great Woo, Toronto. I, I knew you were going to come up with some <laughs> stupid signing. I was like, Brian's going to say, yo, we're going to go down all the way. That was sarcastic. I, I was sarcastic. I know. I know. Okay, just make it yeah, sarcastic. Because yeah. <laughs> Steve Pierce sucks. But my point is, we're, we're going to be rolling down all the winter meetings, and then you're going to bring up a signing that nobody cares about and exaggerate. I, I, <laughs> I want to ask you guys one thing, though. Seriously, though, are we concerned about the number of lefties we have now? Chris Sale, no. David Price, Eduardo Rodriguez, Andrew Pomeranz. Lefties uh, are only, better. Only a Four little lefties? bit. Only a little bit. Uh, uh, Pomeranz is going to be in the rotation. He's, uh, he's going to yeah. be out of the bullpen. I don't think okay. that Pomeranz is going gonna, is gonna to make the cut <laughs> when it comes to this rotation. You'll you probably be have in the three lefties, five. right? I would, yeah. Well, it'll be... Eddie, uh, um, Eddie Rodriguez... Porcello, uh, Price, and all right, all right. Let's uh, let's do this. And Chris Sale. Sale. All right, let's go through the rotation. Porcello's it's already. gonna be it's gonna be Chris Sale, David Price, Rick Porcello. That's your front three. Right after that, Clay Buckles. Yes, I think he might get traded. The Red Sox oh, are shopping him. No, Buckles is gonna be in there. Look, they gotta get rid of this guy. They have to. They have to prevent themselves from being duped. Once again, by Clay Buckholz. Although, Dave, I would make the there. argument he that is, right now... He's a duper. I would make the argument right now that they would gain nothing by trading him now. They should wait and hope that the good here's, Clay Buckholz shines ready? in April nope. and May and then trade him. Wouldn't you agree with that? <laughs> no, we're gonna because go then they'll keep him. We're going to go through the same thing again. <laughs> a merry-go-round? I, I cannot stand this cycle because of Clay Buckholz. What's Buckholes. his trade value right now? Nothing, but you, you look, you're, at this point, you get rid of him to prevent the Red Sox from, from having this guy in the rotation. Why'd they pick up his option to trade him? For nothing, they might have. No, why, why it's a fair go. It's Look, a, no, it's a fair someone, option. Someone will go after him because of his September. Yeah. Chris Sale is making uh, more, uh, less money than Clay Buckles. Yeah. Uh, uh, look, uh, you can't have Clay Buckles in this rotation again. I'm sorry. Done. Uh, there's there's <laughs> no room for him. There's plenty of room. Wait, let's continue. How we got, is there room so, yeah, for we'll him? Even right the rotation sucks. here. We've got Sale. He's not playing. Sale, Price, Porcello, Buckles, and then you have to make, uh, if those are the four, if you do keep Buckles, then Eduardo Rodriguez, Stephen Wright, and Drew Pomerantz. 
So yeah, obviously you have to move some guys around. Bomber Dave is obviously saying that Buckles should be gone. You know, you know what I would do. Your number five star. Although this year. doesn't Eddie Rodriguez give you more of a return in a trade, considering that he's not eligible for arbitration? And until, he's a lefty, yeah. sure. Until next year, he's under team if control. If you can get a bat and a bullpen arm for him, why not? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not opposed to the thought of trading Eddie Rodriguez. I, I, I'm not opposed to 2019. that. 2019. 2019 is his first year of arbitration. That doesn't mean you got to keep Clay Buckles around. Yeah, I, I wouldn't keep Clay Buckles around. $13 million option, that's fine and dandy. Um, you know, he had a, a decent second half of the season, and the Marlins could be looking at him because they need some pitching. But the thing is, if you're going to trade away Eduardo Rodriguez, if, if let's say you get a deal that you can't walk away from and you do do that, because look, at the end of the day, you consider his age. How old is he, 23? He's not eligible for arbitration until 2019. Obviously, there are teams out there that are going to be willing to give up a lot for him. And he you has injury need, issues now. He has injury issues as well. But here's the thing. You still need starting depth. That's something we learned last year when Stephen Wright went down with an injury. Eduardo Rodriguez wasn't ready until late May. Now they have too much. Yeah, they have way too <laughs> much. <laughs> they is, you got see, like you seven starting need some pitchers. Of that. And, and Drew Pomerantz, he's a guy that you hang on to for a couple reasons. First of all, you traded yeah, away your up, top pitching you, prospect That's form. the first one. And the second <laughs> one is he can give you a little bit of a swingman type role where he's in the bullpen, but he can give you a spot start as well. And but yeah, I kind of go back to the first reason. He was good out of the bullpen. Go back to the first reason you gave up Anderson freaking Espinosa for the guy. You can't just flip. Which him we don't even him. know how good he's going to be. Still though, anyway. he was he was wasn't he your top uh, pitching prospect? Yeah, but yeah, yeah until so. Kopech became but that. Ashish, that's no, that's no, if and, was, and now it's Groom. No, it's always been Groom. That's if a team doesn't you know swing for the fences and go after a guy like Drew Pomeranz or a guy like Clay Buckles that they're willing to give up something. Yeah, you look into it, Eddie Rodriguez. I mean. Dave Dombrowski knows what he has on the roster. He knows what he has to do is so eliminate one or two. Joe of these Kelly's guys. in the bullpen. Look, right? they don't have to do yeah. much more. Oh, we didn't by even the mention way. Joe no, they Kelly. Don't. <laughs> so, like, guys, the the best move might right now just be to kind of stand pat and see how it plays out. Exactly. You've, you've got eight starters. I okay, would trade Clay Buckles. So, I, oh, I wouldn't I, care in the slightest if they did that in the off season. As long as they do Dave it would throw a before parade. the trade deadline, it's it's fine with me. You can't have this guy as Part of your roster beyond the trade deadline of this year. I if you, you do, can. it's a mistake it. because you're going to trick yourself into thinking he can start at some point. Yeah, and the he's Red gonna, Sox. He's, he's going to end up starting in important games down the stretch again because he is the ultimate duper. Dave, the Red Sox are on a carousel right now, and they're just swinging around with this guy. They need to cut him loose because absolutely. Right, the, he's not going to do anything. That'll just great. make that'll okay. just make the carousel spin faster. Well, I, I'm just saying, get but rid realisti- of him. <laughs> realistically, though, what can you get for Clay Buckles? Bad analogy Dude, on my nothing, part. Stupid nothing. prospect. Yeah, you might be able to get a prospect. You might be able to get a bullpen arm. You might be able to get a bat. It doesn't matter. You might be able to get a f- refill, restock Look, the farm system. I just I, feel I, you I, have more benefit just not having him here. I anymore. don't know, Dave. I disagree. And I, 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 look, I don't well. like Clay Buckles either. But I just think that if you get he's the good. If you get the good version of Clay Buckles in April and May, then you Which have to move and should trade happen. And I understand your sentiment that they won't do that, but I'm saying you have to at least no, give them a chance. To no, do you won't it. see the Clay Buckles that you've been seeing, you know, last uh, the second half of last season. You're not going to see the same Clay Buckles. Why? He's the fifth. He'll, he'll be the fourth the most, or fifth starter. He'll, he'll have no, no see, pressure. The, on the, the most and we've seen flashes of brilliance from Clay Buckles in 2010 and 2013. What if by some miracle, false advertising? Exactly, it's false advertising, and you use that in a trade if you get the good version. If not. He does then, have you know a nasty changeup, guys. DFA him. DFA him. If he doesn't give you anything in April and May and then he gets hurt, then just DFA him. You have nothing to lose. He's in the last right, year of his so, deal. Uh, so, look, you're banking on, you know, the, the good version of 
Clay Buckle shows up so that you can up his value and trade him. That's fine. Have if fun that, with that. If that happens. You, you've also just admitted, though, that at the same time, you might get the bad version of Clay Buckles, and you're still going to lose him for nothing. But then you designate him for assignment, you have to worry about Well, it. right now, you, you have at least a little bit of value, I think, tacked on to Clay Buckles because of the September that he had. Someone out there, some team that needs like a third or fourth pitcher is going to take a bite at, at Clay Buckles, and, and you might just get something in return for him. You're not going to get much in return for Clay, Clay Buckles. Buckles at this point. If they wanted anything in return for him, they would have traded him two, three, four years ago. Yeah. It's it's past the time where you can get anything of value for Clay Buckles. We all know what this guy is. I guess my biggest question to you guys is, how would you set the rotation? Because how I would do it is Sale, Porcello, Price, and then Eddie Rodriguez. Just because I don't want the back-to-back -back lefties. See, I would do... Sale, you price, said, you Porcello. Said, but you just did back-to-back. -back no, 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 no. I, you got to throw Porcello in that, in that two slot because he's a righty. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's what Alternate. I would do. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. He said, but Mark said he didn't want back-to-back -back lefties, but you said Price and Rodriguez. Well, I'm saying for the first two. For the first two. Okay. I, I don't want I want Chris Sale and David Price back-to-back. -back. I want I want Because I want a little strength in the back end of the rotation. He's that's talking why about, you he's have talking Porcello about If you go up against like a righty-heavy lineup in a series. Yeah. You don't want them to face Chris Sale and then right after that David Price. And look, I've never There's been a never guy. I've never one, been a guy yeah, that's worried it. too much about the lefty righty as far I'm as the rotation either. goes. Yeah. Within a lineup, within one game, yeah, right. I've always been that guy where it's like, okay, you have to, you have to stagnate because well, you know in the uh, last innings of the game, yeah. if you bring in your lefty specialist, you don't want two or three lefties in a row. I've never been huge on like from game to game, lefty lefty. Uh, you know, but I mean, I understand where you're coming from though. But on paper, if you look at it and you have Sale then Parcello. And then price, there's a little dynamic there because then you're not, you know, throwing both of your lefties out there. The sure. two best and, pitchers and I think the in thing your that rotation helps act as a buffer is that Porcello has now proven what he's capable of. Exactly. Yeah, if we're talking guy, about that Porcello, guy just won the Cy Young right. award. If we were talking about Porcello from 2015, I would have been like, eh, I would argue high for him, number two in the rotation. I would arguably give him uh, the opening day starter. As uh, Rick Purcell. Okay, you know what? I'm just gonna uh, let's let's put a timeout on that because I have five questions this week, and that's oh. actually one of my questions: who should be my starting God. opening day? So let's let's come back to that during five questions. But yeah, that's that's a valid point. Look, yeah. I I just think that when it comes to David Price versus Rick Porcello, who's the guy that proved himself more last year? Rick Porcello. Porcello did clearly. Porcello is the AL Cy Young Award winner. He's yeah. your number two starter next year. And it does, ha I mean, it's a small thing. It's a little caveat, but you get the lefty, righty, lefty going in your top three pitches. Well, and it shows that David Price isn't the second best pitcher on your team because David Price right now is in his happy land. You know, he, he feels satisfied with his money. His $86,000 yeah, a, a year. He's a mental a day, case. Sorry. But he's a Look, mental take, case. Take the pressure. Take the spotlight off the guy. I was going to say, wow, that's a massive pay cut. <laughs> if you could take David Price and move him down to your three spot, that is so beneficial for the Red but, Sox uh, because then you don't have to deal the, with Take him. the spotlight off the guy, seriously. But seriously, I mean, I hate he the fact the that he's making $31 million a year. I don't think he does. Then why does he always tweet? Dude, I don't know, but either he way, this is shut up. If, if he if if he's in the spotlight and his performance suffers, then you take him out of the spotlight and see what happens. He needs to take a p page out of Chris Sale's book. And Chris Sale said no he social media. He hates social media. He doesn't look at Twitter. He doesn't look yeah. at Facebook. That is the one thing that I uh, that I also like. One of the intangibles about Chris Sale, and I know that he Hard also goes. sticks he's up a, for his teammates. He's got a hot temper, but he, at the same he, time, the guy he, is nails. A little, a little bit of an understatement. He's got a hot temper. He cut up jerseys. Well. 
the year before that, that he was in a brawl. Game. The year before that he was in a brawl and he got suspended five games for it, and Look, which is fine. I, I like that. Yeah, Baseball like needs a little intensity. bit of that. Uh, I actually exactly like intensity. I like him cutting up the uniforms too. Well, he, well, he, said, he said he wanted to win. Well, no, he couldn't. He couldn't pitch in it because like they were uncomfortable, yeah. uncomfortable. But and you wanted to win, and that's what you need from an ace. You want to be like you want him in this comfortable zone. So he pitches well, so you can win. So look, I just wanted to touch on uh, the character issues that there could be in this clubhouse because yep. you've got a couple of nutcases, as we mentioned before. Well, the yeah, last but the break. Red Sox won't make him wear uncomfortable uniforms. Fine, look, Chris Sale is a guy that could blow up at any minute uh, for pretty much anything. I would think in that clubhouse, anything that goes wrong, if someone's not play, what you know, if Hanley takes a night off, I can see Chris Sale blowing up in his face. Ruining a little bit of the chemistry in that clubhouse. Hanley's another guy, by the way, with a character flaw. We don't know if he's going to perform the same way he did last year in David Ortiz's final well, season. Why can't you give him the benefit of the doubt? Because you know, David Ortiz wasn't there because to, ra- rattle, uh, to bring him back. In terms of Hanley's career, last year was the outlier for him being focused the sure, entire but he, season. He's older. He's more mature. He seemed really invested in the team last year. Why is he all of a sudden going to revert to old? Because Hanley? it's the outlier season. That's what I'm saying. And because because David Ortiz last year was, isn't there. Last year was not Hanley being consistent to himself. Last year was Hanley doing something different, which was staying dialed in for an entire season. Dave, I'll give you one name. Dustin Pedroia. Pedroia's taking over for David Ortiz the in regards to leadership and respect. He's got to be, but he's no big poppy, guys. I think we know that. Yeah, oh, he's, 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 I think we know that. In terms of leadership, I'd say he's, he's got right there with David P- Ortiz. Pedroia is also kind of oh, yeah. uh, uh, fireworky. He, 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 he yeah, brings but you can't, some you can't say that he's not the type to the of. Table. Yeah, but you can't uh, say yes, that he's I not can. the leader. And, and it's not to say that he shouldn't be the kind of guy that people follow. It's just that David Ortiz was this guy with this huge personality who everyone loved. Everyone loved David Ortiz. Fans loved him. Players loved him. So when you're talking about the difference between Poppy and Pedroia, Everyone I loves, just think it's uh, more, people are more prone to follow a guy like Ortiz. Okay, then let me ask you guys that. Yeah. After that Jason, that's no knock on Pedroia and his work ethic. After Jason Veritek retired in 2011, who was the de facto captain of the team? I think it was Pedroia over it Poppy. Was it, it was Pedroia. It may have been, but last year it was Poppy. And the reason you saw Hanley focused all year was probably because of Poppy. Yeah, It but, wasn't Pedroia or John Farrell. But you also got remember that Poppy has been injured, but Pedroia had to step up when Poppy was down, and vice versa too. But when you look at it, you know what do people look at on the roster of the Red Sox in years past? Dave Ortiz, Dustin Pedroia, second in line in regards to respect and leadership of the organization. Hands down, he should be the guy ringing that clubhouse up. 603-883-9900. When we come back, we'll get into the Patriots' Monday night matchup with the Ravens. It's also the first time we'll see Ed Hockley this year, and we always have fun with that. It's the Sports Blast on ESPN New Hampshire. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's local ESPN. It doesn't have to be golf season to enjoy everything the Atkinson Resort and Country Club has to offer. Open to the public seven days a week, Atkinson Resort and Country Club features two restaurants, Merrill's Tavern, a sports, or to try your hand at virtual indoor golf, and the Stagecoach Grill, serving lunch and dinner daily. The Atkinson Resort and Country Club is also one of New England's highest rated wedding venues and boasts over 15,000 square feet of conference space. The Atkinson Resort and Country Club in Atkinson, New Hampshire. Online at AtkinsonResort.com. Hi, my name is Jen 
Kevin Kaluti. My husband Sal and I are the owners of Embroid Me in Nashua and Embroid Me in Bedford in New Hampshire. We help companies and organizations promote themselves through embroidered apparel, screen printed shirts, promotional products, personalized gifts, and much more. I invite you to come visit our showrooms, conveniently located at 345 Amber Street in Nashua and our Bedford showroom at 410 South River Road. You can also visit our websites at embroidme-nashua.com or embroidme-bedford.com. My team and I look forward to helping you promote your business. Embroid Me, your promotional marketing partner. Stress. It can make your heart race, your head pound, and your stomach churn. While a little stress can be a good thing and even help you perform under pressure, too much stress can be bad for your health, causing headaches, stomach pain, trouble sleeping, and even a weakened immune system. In the United States, it's estimated that up to 90% of visits to primary care doctors are due to stress-related health problems. It's hard to avoid stress altogether, but there are steps you can take to manage it. During National Stress Awareness Month in April, visit Optum.com stress for more information about how to prevent stress from getting the better of you, including stress first aid techniques you can do in the moment when you're feeling stressed, and stress prevention techniques to help change the way you approach and think about certain situations. To learn more, visit Optum.com stress. That's O-P-T-U-M dot stress. A public service message from this station. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Paralyzed Veterans of America. Changing lives, building futures. To learn more, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The Celtics fell to the Toronto Raptors last night, 101-94. Kyle Lowry had a game-high 34 points. DeMar DeRozan had 24 points. Avery Bradley led the Seas in the loss with 19. It was the second game in a row without Isaiah Thomas. He's been out with a groin injury. No word yet as to whether or not he will play tomorrow against OKC. Speaking of the Thunder... The Green will have a tough time trying to contain Russell Westbrook, who just became the first player to have seven straight triple-doubles since Michael Jordan did it in 1989. The Bruins will look to bounce back after dropping two straight to Washington and the last-place Colorado Avalanche. The Bees will meet Toronto tonight at TD Garden. It's the second meeting of the year between the two teams. The Maple Leafs got the better of the Bruins 4-1 back in October. Puck drops at 7 o'clock. The Patriots had five players limited at practice yesterday, including tight end Martellus Bennett. It'll be Monday night football at Gillette Stadium. They'll be taking on Joe Flacco in the Baltimore Ravens. Kickoff is at 8.30. This SportsCenter update is brought to you by Bob's Discount Furniture, the home of Bob's way of doing business. Shop mybobs.com and save. I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast holiday special continues live from the ESPN New Hampshire studio in Nashua right now. want to be at Hockey League. 20 minutes a day, three days a week. Have a body like Hockey League. The referee with a barrel chest, chiseled jaw, and Burmese pythons for arms. No lion would hunt this zebra, the strongest official in the world. At Hercules, he looks pretty big. I want to be at Hockey League. 
An attorney by trade, he seeks justice on the football field. We're getting a little rowdy, gentlemen. Let's keep it clean. When he throws a flag, you see it. When he blows a whistle, you feel it. He once needed 91 words to explain an illegal motion infraction. Some think that's long-winded. I call it jurisprudence. I want to be ad hoculi. An Adonis in vertical stripes. His friends call him guns. The players call him sir. Hey, punk, Dad, nice job. Yeah. His uniform number is 85, like the 85 Bears. Fitting, because he's just as bad. Oh, he's a monster. I want to be ad hoculi. Are those biceps or titanium floaties? That's ours are looking like better than all of ours. Don't ask. You'll just make him mad. All hail Ed Hockley, the strongest official in the world. Oh, get ready for the gun show, baby. Ed Hockley, everybody. Forget the game, guys. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think the entertainment value of any game goes up when Ed Hockley is, is referenced. He's a lawyer, right? I just can't right? wait for that first. He is first. a lawyer, yes. He's an attorney. I'm waiting for that first flag every time he's refereeing. So he's, like, he's like a contradicted himself because he's got guns and he's well, you a lawyer. A jacked so lawyer. You I can mean, have a jacked lawyer. Not every lawyer yeah, has to be puny. You can't take guns out because you get arrested and then you're going to need a lawyer. Yeah, right. He once needed 91 words to explain an illegal motion infraction. I bet the metal detector goes off every time he walks into a court because of those guns. Yeah. He's just incredibly verbose. Ridiculous. Are those biceps or titanium floaties? <laughs> he's just a, he's in remarkable shape for a guy his age, I too. gotta say, the voiceover guy had way too much fun with this. His too. uniform <laughs> number is 85, like the 85 Bears. Fitting, because he's just as bad. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like, the guy's having way too much fun with it. Oh, I love it when the flag comes out in a hockey league game, because you know you're getting a, a Shakespearean monologue. Yes. This is I'll the start. The, the, the alignment moved five steps to the left and then one inward to the left. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. That was so sloppy. Would have been so much more articulate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, Brian! Nice that try. Nice Ocho, try. Ocho Cinco when I got you. See, it's hard, it's it's hard to be at hockey. League, I'm it telling is, you, yeah. it is oh, very difficult. God, yeah. I don't know how his mind functions in that manner, but. Damn, he's good with words. He so is. yeah, Ed Hockley will be uh, <laughs> feel initiating the Monday night game. When he throws his whistle, you feel it. <laughs> All right, guys, so the uh, Thursday night game between the Chiefs and the Raiders. Chiefs end up beating the Raiders to the Patriots. Win or lose game. on Monday. Well, yeah, I mean. Thursday what, what night football. Up, what was up with the Amari Cooper drop that would have tied the game? Uh, it wasn't a drop. I don't it know. I didn't stay wire. up for it because it was a It hit the NBC camera. It's a terrible game. Is that what happened? Yeah. If you watch the replay, you see it's coming right for him, and then all of a sudden it starts wiggling. What, it hit the camera? It hit the camera wire. Yeah, but it doesn't help that. It was, what, 35 degrees out? Those Oakland Raiders are freezing out there. It's not like the Bears. I mean, look, yes, it doesn't get that cold, but the Bears no, in California doesn't, that. like, it's not it was LA. It was like 20 degrees. Well, I mean, the it was field cold. was frozen before the game started. Yeah, Amari Cooper couldn't, he couldn't feel his fingers, you know? So Well, yeah, but he didn't even touch the ball. No, yeah, o- Oakland's not used to playing in that sort of climate. That's that's the point I'm trying to Absolutely make. Absolutely right. not. And Kansas City's defense is no joke. So no, look, it's also Thursday night football. So I There's take that as well. I take almost nothing 
from this game I, well, I on either something. side. Yeah, I, I, almo- I almost take nothing. Well, you you don't you don't take anything in terms of like <laughs> talent. How, yeah, but how it, good it, they it could affects be. the Patriots though. Yeah. Because yeah. now, win or lose on Monday night, the Patriots still have the number one seed. Sure, Li- it literally helps the Patriots in terms of on paper they are now the number one seed. That's what you can take from it, and sure. It figuratively uh, helps but, them? Uh, no, it doesn't, it doesn't... I don't take anything from it in the sense that it shows me anything about either team. That's what I'm saying. All right? So I, if you were looking for... Hey, well, yeah, the, but you don't play either here team, are, so here it doesn't are two, matter. But here are two legitimate AFC uh, teams that you may end up taking on if you're the Patriots in the postseason. Right. Okay? One with I an didn't, awful I didn't, defense and one with a good defense. I didn't learn a damn thing about either team from this Thursday night football game. That's all I'm saying. Tyreek Hill I, I learned, is a beast. I learned that, yeah, well, I learned that Tyreek Hill is a beast, and I learned that the <laughs> Chiefs are actually a team that's capable of making a run here. Well, Why? Because, uh, okay, how? Okay, do how do you, remember, you take that do you out of happened defense? last year? Do you remember what happened last year with the Chiefs where they got red hot and won, what was it, 11 straight yes, games they or something did. like that? Yes, they did. So and now then they got croaked by the Patriots in the playoffs. They don't concern me at all. Well, where was that game? It was in New England, where exactly. it will where it will be this year. Right. If well, we, play we don't Kansas know City. because if, if the Patriots somehow d- stumble down the stretch and lose the number one seed, uh, what if they have to go to Kansas City look, for the look, they, game? The yeah. AFC West is going to be beating themselves up. They they all play each other down the stretch. Yeah, all right, Denver sucks. Uh, let me, let me, you you, you almost can't forego the the number one seed at this point as long as you take care of business against the crap teams that the Patriots are going to play. Fine. You have one test left. It's no, no, Baltimore. you've got Baltimore and Denver. You you worried about Denver with Denver, uh, with Paxton Lynch? Got Miami at home. Yes, but it's their defense that should worry you. Denver's I, I, defense. I still think that should be a victory for the Patriots. On the road against that defense? Yeah. Yes. Here, I, I think that should be a victory for the Patriots. But Dave, c- we go saying, ahead. We and and then you got thing. Miami at Hard Rock <laughs> Stadium. Okay, don't forget that Dave, one. Last year we were talking about If Miami is still in it at that time. We were talking about the Patriots taking care of business down the stretch. What yeah. happened last year? They lost four of their last six games and they got the number two seed. Let's just say, I'm not saying it'll happen this year, but let's say that that happens. Mm-hmm. Kansas City gets the number one seed. Guess what? You're going to Kansas City to play an Arrowhead for the AFC Championship. I'm not worried. Arrowhead's legit. It, though the reason why I'm not worried either is um, because, like I said last year, the blowout. But remember the year before that, guys, they played the Indianapolis Colts. I, I think another, yet another stadium, blowout. Though. It's it's important. Home Colts. field is important. Oh, yes, so absolutely. Is. Which is why, <laughs> yeah. guys, the Patriots got to take care of business and, and get home field. That's just going to help aid them on their way to a Super Bowl. Do you agree, but, but Dave? I, that if they had that game, that AFC title game last year against the Broncos at Gillette, that the outcome would have been different. Uh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But I can coincide with Dave because I, I agree with him in regards to the AFC West beating each other up. And the reason why I kind of de- de- definitely took some feedback away from that game on Thursday, or was it Thursday? It was yeah, Thursday. yeah. Is, is because... <laughs> no, they have Wednesday night football. No, <laughs> it could have been Monday night. No, it's, I don't know. it's, West, it's, it's Thursday night week. football on Wednesday night. I got Wednesday a car night. crash recently. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Oh, okay. Here we go. played on Friday. <laughs> my, my point is, Jack Del Rio... Will always suck yep. because he was with the Jacksonville Jaguars and Tom Brady tore up those defenses. And, and it has it hasn't totally. translated the way that you know I, I guess this year it has, but in recent years it, it hasn't. But my point is when when it's cold and when your back's against the wall, the Raiders will suck. And the reason why I say that, and, and that's the reason why I think if if it's New England, if it goes through Gillette Stadium. The Raiders have no shot because they can't deal with the cold and they can't deal with their back against the wall. Derek Carr choked, 
choked on Thursday night against Kansas. Well, actually, you know what, Mark? Let me stop you there. I don't think it was Derek Carr. I think it was his receivers on the drops no. and great coverage by Kansas City. Do you go back and look at some of the throws he made? Some of them were he, really good. Some of them look, were awful. Look, Derek Carr didn't have a good game. Several throws. He was off target. He might have had his there, worst game of the year yeah. on he, Thursday. No, I'm not saying he was good, but I'm no, saying he, he was not even exclusively good. on Carr. Amari Cooper had some drops. Michael Crabtree had some drops. I don't know what happened on they, that ball. They that didn't just, have any drop. Uh, that that last ball that, was not. I, a drop. I didn't. I didn't know if it hit the wire or what. You're saying it hit the NBC wire. You should watch the replay. I'll watch it no, again. That's one I, throw. I, I think Amari Cooper just screwed that up. That's one throw. I'd have to but, go back and look. I didn't hear about the wire thing, so but, I don't know. But sheesh, my my entire outlook. Kansas City Chiefs, they are what they are. They're on a hot streak. They got Tyree Kill, who's like an Antonio Brown, like a Jarvis Landry. That they got do Justin Houston back, which is a big plus for them. Yeah, and, and that too, but. My entire outlook on that game was just the Raiders side. I don't I don't care what Kansas City does in the regular season. They're going to choke in the playoffs. It, I, it doesn't know. matter. Mark, a- Andy Reid has always had coaching issues, especially at the end of games. Oh, he, he has a, yeah, seen, he has a huge clock management year. issue. He, sure. it, and he also is plenty, very conservative. There will be plenty to take advantage of when you go and meet the Chiefs. Of Alex course, Smith look. is not a guy that concerns me. The defense is good, but if it's in Gillette, I'm not even remotely concerned that it'll be tight. If it's in Kansas City, it'll be tighter but the Patriots should still win that game. I don't know. With that Kansas City defense, that scares me. Playing in Arrowhead, that's a tough place to play, man. Yeah. That, that might be the toughest stadium to yeah, play yeah, but for an opponent in the NFL. Besides Denver. All the Patriots have to do is win out. Denver might not even make the postseason, guys. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know that we're kind of assuming lose. we're kind of assuming that Denver's going to make the playoffs because of that defense, but I'm sorry, I'm not as convinced as everyone else seems to be that that team can succeed down the stretch and into the playoffs with their quarterback situation. Yeah, Trevor They've Simeon got no sucks. offense. At some point, something's going to give with that D. Yeah, I, I think next year, I think the Broncos should realize in the offseason. Tony that Romo. That, yeah, Tony Romo. They're not going to win with Trevor Simeon, and they're not going to win with Paxton Lynch. So what do you do? You go out and get a guy like Tony Romo who's going to be sitting in the pine anyway. And you also need a better running back than right. Devontae Booker. I mean, anything's better than Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch at this point. Oh, they got it's, nothing going on on that offense. Yeah, it's like they, the, it's they should like have Demarius Thomas throw passes instead. Right. But they, <laughs> one thing about the AFC West, they are a troubling division. Damn good division. They are, they are a great division. Guys, that only bodes well for the Pats. In like the we said, season, they're, they're going to beat each other up down the stretch here trying to make the play. There's three teams in that division trying to make the playoffs. They all play each other. Three I know them are currently in the playoff picture. You've got KC, the Raiders, and the Broncos are the five and six seeds. Yeah, so they're yeah. all going to yeah. be fighting. But, Dave, you're trying to find competition for the Patriots, and you just can't find it. But the way you find it is within the AFC West because every other team, I mean, they're garbage, really. I mean, I, look, the, the Ravens are the, the Ravens. Ones, they're scary. They're a true test. We got a true test coming up for the Patriots this Monday because they're playing against what would be considered for me a top team. Te- well, not That's only low. that, a team that can exploit the weaknesses of the Patriots because you're finally going up against a quarterback that can throw the damn football. Joe Flacco may not be uh, one of the top five quarterbacks in this league, right, but he's a veteran who can make smart and, plays. He'll throw the, the football. And also, the Patriots' defense has made. Even average quarterbacks look good. Right. Ryan Fitzpatrick. So this is a guy that might be able to expose the coverage of the secondary of this defense for sure. And then you talk about the Ravens' defense. They might be a D that can at least stop the Patriots' offense enough to allow their offense to put up enough points uh, points to beat them. Yeah, the, the secondary is not my matter of, of this game. The matter is the linebackers. They got to contain the middle of the field because Dennis Pitta ripped up. That Miami defense. Yes, but last the week. Patriots are like top five. Oh, their linebackers are just ends. as great, right? Van Noy, you got McClellan. 
I mean, those guys are average. It's, they play good against the Rams. It's a big Give me time. A break. I'm saying top five overall this season. Hey, they haven't allowed points to tight ends. It's a show me game for the Patriots this Monday against Baltimore. Okay. Wrapping up hour number one here on the Sports Blast. Don't go anywhere. ESPN New Hampshire.